The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This episode of Beyond is brought to you by ForHims.com. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com. Do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond. 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 That's okay. the one. That's yeah, the name that's of the show. The show. Yeah. Get it. Beyond. <laughs> What's up, everyone? My name is Jonathan Dormish. This is episode 559 of Beyond. I am joined this week by Brian Altano. Thanks for having me. Max Scoville. Yeehaw. And John Thaddeus Ryan. Hi. I'm sorry that I messed up your intro, guys. It's a, don't worry it's, about it's it. Your Thaddeus? No, it's not. It's Patrick, which is almost worse because that means I'm super duper. Why don't we just, yeah. why don't we split the yeah. difference and call you Patius? I like that. that. I mean, I'll myself tomorrow, but sure, yeah. All right. <laughs> that's a, that's a wonderful yeah. way to start the show. Right. Before we actually start <laughs> no, the show, a I'm quick reminder. It. Beyond is live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific at beyond.ign.com. It is there for a full 24 hours before it is live anywhere else we're used to seeing it. Exclusive. <laughs> World premiere. Beyond.ign.com. <laughs> Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific. Now on to the actual show. Now speaking yourself. Spider-Man <laughs> loves to do that. Good save. On the webs. F- what the f*** is Save you guys. <laughs> Safely on the webs. You can't do that. No, uh, we need to do transition to This is not a good... All right. Anyway, so yeah, Spider-Man, it's out. If you listened to our spoiler cast last week with the game's creative director, Brian Intahar, thank you so much for listening to that. It was a really fun show. Uh, a lot. We're not going to try to spoil too much of the show mm-hmm. of the game. Obviously, we did that last week. We do want to dive in, though. There is something within the game that people have discovered, specifically on the pause menu. There's sort of like a really nice Twitter feed. One thing I want to say about the Twitter feed is everyone's really polite and kind on that feed, which is lovely and not how Twitter is at all these days. Someday video games will be more realistic. Yeah, one day. Oh, yeah, the in-game social media feed right yes yeah. Yeah. i actually i didn't i was afraid to read that because i figured it would just be another flood of negativity yeah right? surprisingly it's really nice and positive and one of the things people found in there is a and i'm gonna read the exact text from it but there is a post on there from ig ted price ted price of course one of the founders of insomniac games still at the studio to this day post on that feed uh under that handle in real life in the feed, it says, hey, did you hear Insomnia Games is announcing a new game next week? What? That's wow. all it says in there. Um, so, obviously, the game premiered on, it, it debuted on Friday, September 7th. So, we're already more than a week after the game debuted. What the hell, Ted? Yeah. So, the game should have been announced. Obviously, Spider-Man 2 was supposed to be confirmed. Something just messed up. No. So, I wanted there to ask you guys probably. what you thought about this tease within the game itself. 
Uh, if it's just a joke, if it's something real, we've reached out and asked for comment. We haven't gotten any confirmation of... Is this news for the characters in the game? Like, Are they in like a Truman Show cycle? That's like, the thing, oh, no. yeah. Because that's really scary. Insomniac like, games exist within the world of Spider-Man. But they develop for different consoles. We did a, we did a thing on Up at Noon about this because mm-hmm. there is a game store in Spider-Man and you can look into it through the window like a creepy, creepy peeper. And they have these weird consoles that aren't quite PlayStations and aren't quite Xboxes. Yeah, like some of them look like PlayStation. They're play like, boxes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's they, like a like Dreamcast. It has a circular kind of. logo in the front, but it's like a flat front. End. Like they Close look like white. Hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. If you, <laughs> yes. You'd think yes. that a, a Sony published yeah, game yes. could get the rights to use like a proper PlayStation controller. Yeah. Well, we talked about the like the Vita thing with with Brian when he was here it's last week. Just a week, portable game system, which is sort yeah. of like yeah. I guess they wanted like a nod to it, so I don't really know how deep that goes. But yeah, this is interesting news. I my theory with Insomniac Games, it's not really a big shot in the dark here, but they will become a Spider-Man studio for the next seven years, and that's okay. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think there's going there's really any going backwards for them. Not to say that their other games are backwards, but this is... We're, we'll see when the MPD comes in. This is this will be one of the best-selling games of the year. Oh, yeah. You know? Hands down. Uh, I think that... I have a feeling this game might outsell God of War in 2018, or probably in its first year. Yeah. I think for the yeah. fact that it's... it's uh, it's it casts a wider net in terms of uh, mass market appeal, in terms of the age rating on it. Like children can, also, can buy into let's it. Let's look at the let, let's pretend your mom at the video game store and you see uh, these two games here, and one says Spider Man, and you think like, oh, he's that colorful character who's been around for you know sixty five years, and mm-hmm. they make underpants of him. And then there's God of War, yeah, which is like, <laughs> oh, uh, there's there's the Lord's name, and then there's uh, War. I don't like e- the only word I like in this title is of. of. Yeah. yeah, one of them is effectively getting you know not necessarily, but basically a giant theatrical movie promotional tie-in in December with yeah. uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and then there's the fact that there was Homecoming less than a year ago. So, like, there's a lot going on there. Uh, there's Spider-Man, we were, we're probably going to read the story on Up at Noon, but Spider-Man comics, they're selling, like, 50,000 comics a month just on eBay. Uh, 12,000 Spider-Man action figures a month. Like, it's, people are absolutely crazy God. for this character right now. Um, no, so it's, I, a, it's a great year for Spider-Man. Like, in addition to, we got Infinity War. Uh, we got Spider-Man the game. We're getting into the Spider-Verse. And then there's also Venom on top of that. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of an instance where yeah. a, a sort of a, a character has done that much. I mean, it feels like... Well, think about... ubiquity of a single... Think yeah, about I mean, what... Batman two, maybe about half a decade ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But even even yeah. then, like, it was very hard to line up the, the sort of Nolan trilogy with a video game. Right. Like, the, the closest we got was there was an iPhone game by Gameloft that yeah, directly there, tied into Dark Knight. I think there was, there was a, Batman a console Batman game. game yes. Was terrible. Was it really? <laughs> so I hear. I've I, never played it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I, I apparently, I hear that it was not great. Right. But then... But then we got Arkham Asylum, like, two years later. Well, think about, like, the closest we've come to this from the studio specifically is a couple years ago there was a Ratchet and Clank game and a Ratchet and Clank movie yep. and we all remember how that synergy came together or mm-hmm. didn't. Well, you know, so the I game d- was really cool but the movie did not really move the needle. I did want to ask you were saying how you think they're going to be a Spider-Man studio going forward and I certainly think that will be their main thrust for yeah. the next decade but they also, they clearly have a big investment in producing VR games they did have a resurgence with Ratchet and Clank, like that was a really well beloved sort of rebranding of that game uh, that franchise even though the movie didn't do so well the game was a really great thing so do you think they're just going to ignore all of that or are they going to try to maybe dip into their other interests from time to time or is this... Well, so I think 
the, the way I'll put it is if if Spider-Man was a decent game that is will sell tens of millions of units, I would be like, okay, well these guys are kind of shackled to this thing for a while. Yeah. Maybe they're not crazy about it. But this is this is an incredibly loved game. I feel like this is what Sony's going to say. Like yeah. we want you guys work. I, I, I don't think that Ratchet and Clank is going to go the way of the Dodo. Like they sure. can definitely put the license someplace else for a little while. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm, I definitely agree with you. I think that we'll probably be seeing Spider-Man two before anything else. They also left the they left you know I don't want to spoil anything. They, they left a lot of opportunities open yeah. to to return to that universe in some way, uh, to return to characters. To they've they've threaded story plots through different venues than we've seen in the comics before too. Yep. Which I think just as like somebody who's been a fan of that stuff for a long time, I'm sort of like, oh, I selfishly want a sequel because I want to see how you handle this character and this character. If you look at the way they handle the characters in this game in such a unique and 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 fresh way, yeah. um, that makes me want to go into that more. There's also, I mean, I'm not saying they'll they'll do this, but there's an opportunity to even do a prequel and be like, hey, here's where the story began. Here's that origin story for the umpteenth time. Yeah. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I don't think anyone will have beef with this because this is a great game no. that people love and they want to get back into it. I think we'll, it will be missing the novelty that is that, like, this is what it feels like to swing around this what city. If they, mm-hmm. What if they totally threw us for a loop and we got, like, a Daredevil game? Because mm. they've already built New York. There's a bunch of, like, nods to other Marvel characters in there. From Insomniac, you mean? Yeah, like, what if, if they, they like, just yeah. become a Defenders franchise instead? yeah. I don't know if I want the Defenders, well, like the Netflix version, but but like all yeah. of the New York Marvel heroes, right? right I don't right. know if that dare, there was supposed to be a Daredevil game for a second. I don't know if it ever actually came out. I remember reading about it in high so. school, and the whole thing was it basically had an early version of like Detective Mode, where From you Batman, were, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was. I remember like I probably was looking at like screenshots on IGN when I was in like the high school library, uh, and it, the whole thing. This was before the god awful Ben Affleck movie, and it was going to be like, oh yeah, you can like you can see through walls and you can see people's heartbeats, and it's like more about. Like the different sensory advantages that Matt Murdock would have, then I yeah. feel like that would be a fantastic PSVR game, like sort of locking into a kind of detective style. Yeah. Like, but with with some combat, like where things are mostly dark, but you can you know hmm. hit a button and and sort of like pulse scan the room based on sound. Yeah, that could be super cool for just sort of like a short experience. A, a short experience, mm-hmm. but also like you know a, a, an empathetic experience yes. too, to to a point where it's like. You know, yes, it's Daredevil, yes, it's a superhero game, but it's also like, oh, this is the closest facsimile I can have to this experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did want to, just going off that a bit, Max, obviously I think this tease for, hey, we're announcing a game next week, I think it's more of a joke or just like a yeah. the nature of the cycle of needing to announce games as soon as you have like a big success. But what do you guys want to see from Insomniac's next game? Do you want it to be Spider-Man 2? Do you want to see them take on a new hero? Like the reality of it is they will be making a Spider-Man 2, I think. But mm-hmm. for me personally, I would love to see, going off a little bit, like what you were saying with a prequel, I would love if they were doing sort of almost like comic book style episodic releases where every year we get like in between big releases, we get maybe a like three or four hour contained experience that is that. a different entry in the Spider-Man. Sure. Thing. Like so, do do the origin story stuff, do Maximum Carnage, like just yeah. throw, yeah, just get it. Oh, what if it was like their take on famous comic lines? Yeah. That'd be rad. Or yeah, do like a five hour 20, what is twenty ninety nine. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, that I mean, or I think you'd have, to overhaul one. The, you'd have to overhaul the whole city for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's cool that they have like I'm, I'm seeing this right now with like with the Yakuza games, not to tie everything to that, but <laughs> they've they've built this wonderfully detailed version of of like Kabuki Show, and they're like, here's here's our city, and they keep kind of putting new stories in that environment without actually changing the map a whole lot. And I feel like with Insomniac, like the the bulk of making that game is getting the traversal down 
and giving it a city to, to do that in, you know, yeah. and like what the coat of paint on top of the city looks like could change. Like they could they could be like, all right, uh, so this is still this is still Spider Man's New York City, sort of, but like it's winter time and you're Daredevil, you know, like and they've already built like the skeleton for it and they've got like a lot of the mechanics there. Right, and right. It would be really cool if we got something like a Lost Legacy, you know, like it's a smaller, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's not, you know, it's not Spider Man two, but it's like maybe it's Spider Man. Uh, I don't know, uh, not shattered dimensions. I don't know. Some, some, <laughs> you know, some colon. Here's the other thing. Like, here's the little, you know, yeah, little adventure. Spider-Man. It's, it's yeah, weird to make a short open world game. Yeah, you know, you don't see that a lot because everyone's always like, "I want to spend seventy hours here," and it's like, "Well, yeah, you you can do that right now." But like, how do you add? How do you pile more stuff on top of that? I, I, I guess we'll find out with the DLC. Yeah, this I mean, fall, it's, yeah. I, we're seeing that shift into games as a service, and we're kind of getting that with the DLC. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely don't want to see like a you know a, a online component or anything. But it would be nice to have like a little little adventures here and there. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they're like, "Hey, here's some DLC for you." It's it's Brooklyn. I mean, I think <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. Kind other of like boroughs. What nice. we have seen a lot of the discussion be around Spider-Man where it's like, you know, obviously they don't want to just copy what, you know, Rocksteady did with Batman, but like there's a lot of great cues they could take from that where it's like you have other characters from the mythos interactable in different ways. So it's yeah. like, you know, you have people, you, there are a couple of side missions where like other characters show up and there's some challenges which are great, but like there's all, those are also just like all over the map. So it's like if it's stuff where you have to really kind of get lost in New York and wander around to find stuff, like that's, the sweet spot, like mm-hmm. backing that stuff in. I would love to see more sort of video game versions of Marvel characters in there. Like I know that it's a sticky thing right now because Disney has the rights to a bulk of of Marvel stuff, all the Avengers, MCU stuff, and then Fox has X Men and whatever is incorporated with that, and then Spider Man is Sony. It, and I know that's all in the movie department. And then it gets a little bit more complicated when you get into video game territory. But I would love to see like not that much more complicated. If you look at like Marvel vs. Capcom, that's Pretty cut and yeah, drive who exactly. they're allowed to play with. No, ex- exactly. But then you see like random mobile games where they'd be like, oh, here's Wolverine. Like, I'd right, be pretty right, happy right. if like maybe a, a, a character from another sort of thing shows up in there. Because like that's like the the ongoing series, or not ongoing series, but the, the kind of classic Marvel series, Marvel team-ups, was Spider-Man and. It was yeah. Spider-Man and somebody else. Like that's yep. It was not yeah. even, it wasn't Spider-Man team-ups, it was Marvel team-ups. Mm-hmm. Like give me something like that. I mean, I don't know, throw in the Fantastic Four. Like, yeah, uh, a huge nod to like, yeah. his yeah. origins. Yeah. I would love that. It. It's really curious to me because I guess like now that they have done this with the first game, there are so many references to other characters and whether it is like buildings related to another character or the bars that they go to, like those are in the game. And so to completely ignore them going forward would, I think, shrink the uh, the universe that they've created there mm-hmm. after already opening those doors. Uh, I am curious, though, uh, on that note, whether they go into Spider-Man 2 next or whether they try something else out first. What would you all want to see, without us trying to be too spoilery about it, what would you like to see from a Spider-Man sequel? Honestly, less. Um, and not, not necessarily less in terms of things to do, but just less in in the sense of them showing it to me. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, once you do all the towers, like, literally everything is on your map. And like I was saying, there's no sense of, you know, there's a great sense of exploration and traversal is awesome, but, like, I want them to guide me through the city less. Right. Like I said with the Maximum Carnage stuff, I, I don't, and we'll see, but historically, the symbiote stuff hasn't really worked with films that well. Like, it just comes off as either, like, like a little too aggressive or it's just hokey. But I think with a video game, especially with one, like, with the with the palette that Spider-Man has, like, you, you have the freedom to make something that's fun and crazy and colorful. And, like, Carnage, I think, is a goofy cartoon character. Like, it looks like a, a child's drawing of an angry... Like of angry. An, an angry red blob, basically. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I'd love to see that animated, like, 
crawling up the side of a giant building, um, infecting other people throughout the city and turning them on you. Uh, just the way you could weaponize that. Playing as one of those characters and pulling up a weapon wheel where you could basically pull up like turn your arm into an axe or a gun or anything like that. Like it would I think there's literally just be prototype. Yeah, Which basically. I love yeah. the first prototype. But in in the hands of a competent, you know, like a, a competent team with the vision. I think uh, like prototype had a lot of good things going yeah. for it, but I think that like not really having any connection to any any sort of history as comic book fans, like they had to create their own universe there because they they didn't have a license to work with. Um, I Which think is always that, tough. It's very tough. Yeah, it's it's hard to find a connection there. Whereas I think people. Love the carnage. <laughs> uh, I'm with JR. I'd like to see less of things, especially going into a reveal. I thought that they did a pretty good job of keeping stuff kind of buttoned up. But there's a thing we see, and it's it's also, you know, it's kind of a bittersweet part of doing this for a living is that we keep track of every sort of info dump that we get yeah. prior to a game's release. And even when we get the game early, there's still stuff that's like, well, if I hadn't seen that coming, that would have been a pretty cool surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, you know, for the most part, there's like a ton of stuff um, that doesn't get spoiled ahead of time with, with Spider-Man. But there's also, you know, they're like, hey, here's screenshots, here's characters who are here, here's stuff that we know is coming, and you kind of expect it. And it's, I don't know, I think that I, I have this this thing, This is the more I think about it, the more I love the idea of it. I think with movies, they shouldn't be allowed to make trailers that pull from anything but the first uh, the first third of the movie, mm-hmm. the first act. That should be like, the rule yeah. is like, anything after that, you're just, you're spoiling it, it's just get out of there. I don't know what the version of that for games for would games, be. For games, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, don't don't show anything from the second half of the game. The the Marvel Cinematic Universe is so interesting because they have to, uh, in a way, like humanize ridiculous characters and make them feel like they are tangibly concocted with re- using real parts and stuff yeah. like that. And I think like the way they handled some of the villains in this game had uh, sort of uh, like one foot in that in that theory, and then another foot in just like cartoon video game nonsense, which I love. And so to me that that opens up so much so many doors to bring in that weird cavalry of just nightmare idiots that Spider-Man fights. Like <laughs> yeah. he just fights some of the stupidest characters and I love them all in the best ways. And bringing them in and uh introducing them in that way where you're like, okay, that feels sort of like real, but it also feels like a cartoon. I think there's so much room for him to fight villains here that we haven't that you you'd have a tougher time introducing in in film. If you look at like Michael Keaton's vulture character, like that felt like a there was a there was a real sto- sort of story behind yeah. that. It it veered into ridiculousness mm-hmm. but even the way they did the kind of like turtleneck they were like oh it's part of the suit or you know like he's a he's a ex like he, he worked on this at this company that weaponized like birds or whatever <laughs> yeah it's just so, like yo yeah. you just had to happen to have a feather bomber jacket yeah like, yeah a, a, yeah. a sheepskin yeah. one and in the video game i think they they got a little bit hokier with it but in a great way yeah. and i think they embrace that sort of like ditko style a little more and i think there's a way to do that with tons more villains so i i hope that's what it really leans yeah i mean honestly like more. if we're looking even whether it was spider-man 2 or even just like DLC for this one like I would love to just sort of see more of that with sort of just the open world in general like yep. less about creating this like long form narrative and more it's just like nah Rhino broke out of prison again go come on totally. so Sorry. that's uh, completely I actually that was one of the things I was hoping we'd get more of in this game yeah. like, in this game there's a lot of like someone stole a car or like there's five thugs on the street but it was very rare to sort of be like oh uh this this like prominent Spider-Man villain right. is just in Times Square yeah. wreaking havoc. Well, there was the chameleons on the loose, and he could be anyone. Yeah, beat up every NPC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I wanted more stuff like that. Yeah, well, it's like so. someone mis- um, that party sequence. Like, not to throw too many spoilers, there's a guy in a Mysterion costume. Mysterio. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Mysterio. Getting mixed up with South Park, the game. Oh God, that was what that was from, wasn't it? Oh, cr- oh I'm so sorry. Mysterion yeah. is the costume I feel bad about at Halloween now. headquarters. <laughs> Mysterio is exactly. like Mysterio is, is quietly become like one of my favorite like Marvel characters, just because he's completely ludicrous. Yep. And they have done some smart stuff with him, and I, there are rumors that. 
Jake Gyllenhaal's playing him in the next Spider-Man movie. I'd be into it. And yeah. I don't, the fact that he they made just kind of a gag out of him in the in the in the new game. Yeah, but I mean that's the thing though. It's like when I'm you go spoiler, into that sorry. hall <laughs> yeah. of hall of mirrors with him in there, yeah. like you know it's just a goof. But at the same time, you're like, oh fudge, I would really love a bigger version of this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think. I'm excited to see what they do with the DLC because I think it's a good chance for them to experiment with that. Yeah. And I really hope they do keep sort of a lid on what they're actually doing with the DLC. I'm, like, I don't yeah. want to see too much. I'm going to be so excited if we don't know. Like, we know the first one is the highest, and that's Bla that's Black Cat. And then yeah. we know that there's, like, Turf Wars. Turf Wars. Yeah. And then there's something else. And I forget. And I, uh, I really silver hope, Lining. I really hope. I'm guessing that Silver Lining is going to be Silver Sable. You would assume. Uh, I wish it was Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer. Yeah. yeah, he just shows up and he's like, the Galactus is, is coming to eat the buildings. He's, <laughs> he's, very, he's a large purple man and he's very hungry. <laughs> He's like, no one has used me well in a video game or a movie in like 15 years or ever, so please. It's, more ever. it's ever, ever, yeah. Please help me. Please help me. Do something with me. I'm great. You'll never catch me. I'm the Silver Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta chase him down. It it's just a drone chase. But yeah. 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 It's the oh, pigeons yeah. again. Yeah, it's yeah. just mm -hmm. the pigeons, but it's a giant man in silver. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see. Uh, I like also that we have this DLC coming up so soon that it'll give us a good chance to revisit this world and everything and see what their aspirations are for the rest of it. Yeah. Obviously, there's some time if you've already beaten the game. We have. Uh, I'm curious what you think would be a good game to return to while people are waiting for more Spider-Man or just more things to play in general. Like, right. what, what would you recommend to people to play in the vein of Spider-Man if they're looking for something else and they're not just web swinging around? Uh, from the Facebook Beyond group, Brennan Boya said, I finished Spider-Man and am still just playing Spider-Man. I can't stop. Got gold on all of a certain type of challenge. I won't say mm. in case people don't want to be spoiled. Done. Platinum yeah. trophy. Now trying to get every possible crime token and the secret photo. So obviously there's a lot around this game to do, but if people have already platinumed it and are obsessive like some of us, what would you recommend people go on to? Inf Infamous Second Sounds my go-to for sure. Because that's a, that's when it launched with the PS4, uh, which feels like 100 years ago yeah. at this point. And if you're late to the party on the PlayStation 4 in general, which I know a lot of people, you know, they waited for God of War, they waited for Spider-Man, they got in there, and they're really enjoying it. It feels like a weird one. Maybe you forgot about it. Maybe you skipped over it. Yeah. Maybe you just need to replay it. Even the DLC is is great. Yeah. Um, I would honestly last, say last if you're, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. not... This, Aware of if you're like not sold on the full full game of of Infamous Second Son, like try Last Light because I feel like the traversal in that one is even better. Yeah. yeah, this was actually one of my you know outside of the Arkham games, this is one of my favorite comic book games for a very long time, pretty much until Spider Man. Uh, it's got some of the most kind of gorgeous looking graphics and particle effects. Once it really gets going, it's just so much fun to watch and play. Traversal is a blast, like running up the side of buildings, shooting up into the sky, and like power bombing down. Yep. Like there's a lot of I mean, really cool, yeah. just like laser light show stuff. There's a yeah. pretty big reason that everyone expected Sucker Punch to be making a Spider-Man game. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then it was like Insomniac. We're like, oh, well, all right then. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this game still looks fantastic, and I can't, I cannot believe that was a launch title. Yeah. I know. It's crazy. I I don't know how. It's probably pretty cheap now. I assume you can get it. I in, bet it's almost free at yeah. this point. <laughs> if not actually free with yep. PS Plus. Yep. Um, I I would give it to. I know it had a bit of a rocky time on consoles at first, but I think I would give it to if you want to keep that sense of like open world fun and traversal. I'd give it to Just Cause Three, mm. um, especially if you get all the DLCs because once you power up all of your equipment and like because you you can get a wingsuit in that, but then you can get a wingsuit with like jet thrusters and you can get the grappling hook and extend that even longer than are, normal. Like you're basically. Getting... 
Iron Man. We're getting a new Just Cause game in like a month. Like a month in and December. In December, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which is crazy to me, but I'm also super excited for it. I yeah. played a little bit of it, and it was super funny. I know 3 was uh, kind of spotty when it launched on PlayStation. So console was, was tough, because that game had a lot of ambition mm -hmm. for the hardware at launch. But they've optimized it since. If you've got a PS4, especially if you've got a PS4 Pro, um, I'm pretty sure it's fairly cheap like go and do yourself a favor and give it a shot that's a wonderful game uh what's really frustrating though is that you have to do a bunch of sort of challenges to unlock yeah. stuff and failing the challenges has like a prohibitively annoying load time <laughs> yeah to the point i don't know if it's a, if it's better on, on a pro but like that it, was one thing that just really <laughs> really bugged me yeah i mean those things i yeah. replayed it once once they were like oh hey just cause four is coming mm -hmm. i was like oh i'm immediately going to replay just cause and 3. you you can't shoot webs in that game but you can tether ropes you sort of things. do have yeah, like, well yes. yeah yeah like you've got a web but it's also a parachute yeah you like, can you can basically hook up like a you basically pivot bridges to ropes and blow stuff up yeah. and swing on them yeah it's a it's a wonderful physics playground yeah. um and you know again super super fun because like you can legitimately fly over that entire world once you get comfortable with it mm -hmm. again. so it's uh, super good in the open world superhero department saints row 4 is phenomenal mm -hmm. um that's i mean that was the last gen game that was and that was weird i was i was that was built on the on the guts of saints row the third so it's the same city and it's like it felt DLC-ish, like that when it first yeah. came out, but I think they've they've you know uh, HD'd it up a little bit and made it nicer for PS4. But that's just fun to move around in. Um, I, I could almost go back to that one, and of course you can make your own character. You probably play a Spider-Man if you want. Um, you 100 can. <laughs> on, the, on the subject of, of Insomniac games, obviously uh, the thing that apparently led them to making uh, Spider-Man was Sunset Overdrive, which yeah. is of course an Xbox One exclusive, and unfortunately. Uh, forbidden word. Yeah, but that's like a that is a gorgeous, super fun game to play. Just moving around that. Oh yeah, yeah that was a that was a good time. The, the the ambitions of that game and being able to know that like pretty much wherever you go, you will find something to hop off of or grind on. Like it's so smart about the world they created, and that was something they had to do from scratch. Yeah. They didn't yeah. have the basis of New York or Spider Man's history. Right. And like the it's like you can see it from the from the art design here, and like the way that they let you customize your character. Like it's just goofy fun. Yep. Yeah, it, like it really is one of the one of the closest things that we saw to a superhero game during this cycle of releases. It's it's also very similar to Spider. -Man. In that, like seven, ten hours in, you're better at it. Your character moves quicker. Yep. You have you have more s sort of like speed and velocity in the in the way you kind of like whip around this world. Like it is, I, I hate being one of those guys that it's like, oh, it gets better the more you play. But mm -hmm. this it game really, really does. does. So does yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, you know? yeah. For me, Spider Man opened up so much more as the combat evolved, and you had more gadgets and you had more skills. Yeah. And for Double something, dash. <laughs> I still have not upgraded any of my gadgets. I feel so bad. Oh really? Oh, I have like the same three combos that I use, and that's it. I'm what's wrong with you? I'm a monster. It's an insomniac mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. I know. Uh, speaking of everything. gadgets and insomniac, uh, Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, uh, the, the new one. Uh, I wasn't really, I wasn't really big into Ratchet and Clank when I was younger. That kind of came out when I was just, I don't know, I was playing Metal Gear Solid Two or whatever. Uh, but I played this one and I loved it. Uh, it very quickly dawned on me that I was basically playing a Rocket Raccoon game. Yeah, uh, and that was made me just want to see Insomniac make a Marvel game. And then lo and behold, they did. So uh, this game is just. I think it's easy to kind of look at it from a distance and be like, oh, it looks like a video game. And then you look at it closely and you're like, 
holy crap, look at how gorgeous all of the detail mm -hmm. is. Yeah. yeah, and when you like really drill down to like how impressive the, like, the suite of mechanics mm -hmm. are when you yep. like get all of the stuff upgraded. It plays so well. The, the weapons are so ridiculous and over the top yeah. too. Yeah. There's a, you can turn, you can make all your enemies dance, which is an yep. unfortunate omission in Spider-Man. But yeah, you just, <laughs> so you far. Just, he's got yeah, so an electric far. guitar that hurts people. True, right. yeah. yeah, it's close. It's cl it's close. Uh, but yeah, for me, Ratchet and Clank, I love the series since it was like back on the PS2 days, I guess. And I think what this remake does so well is it captures uh, Brian when he was on the show and just in general talking about Spider-Man they always say like they wanted it to feel like an Insomniac game still mm -hmm. and I think if you're ever like well what's an Insomniac game this is sort of the epitome of it it's funny it's clever it has heart it has a lot of fun weaponry to deal with the level design is really smart and I think you see what that DNA is that they talk about so much mm -hmm. in Ratchet and Clank nice. uh, so I definitely recommend that one as well uh, we're going to take a very quick break but we'll be right back with plenty more in the world of PlayStation <gasps> we interrupt this program to bring you a brief message from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Here's a not-so-fun fact. 66% of men lose their hair by age 35, and by the time you start to notice hair loss, it's usually too late. It's generally easier to keep the hair that you have than to replace the hair that you've lost, so why not do something about it? 4hems.com is a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, and other stuff like that that might be embarrassing to deal with in person. Luckily, with Hims, there's no waiting rooms, no awkward in-person doctor's visits, and you can save plenty of time by just going to a website. Hims connects you with real doctors and gives you medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss and other possibly embarrassing problems. And this isn't snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements either. These are well-known generic equivalents to name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. If this sounds like it would help you out, order now. Our listeners get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. See the website for full details, but this would cost hundreds of dollars if you went to the doctor or to a pharmacy. So just go to forhims.com slash beyond. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash beyond. Once again, that's forhims.com slash beyond. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. And we're back. Whoa, thank God we had that break. That was oh my God. nice. That's good. Really needed it. Yeah. I can't speak anymore. Uh, moving on to some big stuff happening in the world of PlayStation. The 6.0 update for the PS4 is live. We've been, yeah, big, you would think it would be big, but uh, people were expecting this update. There were uh, people using it in beta, things going on behind the scenes that we didn't know about. Everyone was expecting a lot of big changes. Before it even went out, they put the PSN store change on where you could actually search and Google th things normally, pretty much on the store. 6.0 update came out. It doesn't do anything uh, according to there the it is, update in all info. Story. Yeah, mm -hmm. all the patch notes say is the system software update improves system performance. So I don't know about you guys. I'm incredibly excited about this huge development. Can we see that screenshot again? Can we pull that up? That really Let's do a play that. by play. Wow. wow. No, Ooh, the, boy. Yeah, no, I think they're really showing off. It's got the blue. Yeah. The different blues. So the weird thing is Slightly like they, <laughs> they So yeah, what happened here? Wow, wowzers. So Sony patched their store a couple weeks ago so that their, you know, uh search is isn't on abacus anymore or whatever. <laughs> and I think that would have been a nice one to just roll into this, but it happened, you know, before the there party. There it is again. There Look it at that. Wow. Um yeah. weird thing, I'm also on Nintendo Voice Chat, which is our weekly Nintendo show here at IGN, and the Switch today, as the day we're recording this, is also hitting 6.0. Uh, and it's been out for like a fourth as many years, <laughs> and also no one's going no knows what's going on with that either. And I yeah. think iOS is about to hit twelve. None of this means anything. Uh, Brian, if we could just uh, Barrett, could you roll back one more time if you're watching the video show? Can we see the update yeah, one more time? Let's take a look at the update. Let's take one more. Do a quick see. breakdown here. Yeah, it says yeah, system software update. PlayStation 4 system software update, Thank in case you. you don't know what system you're using. And then it says about PlayStation 4 system software update version 6.0. And they say the main features in version 6.0 update, and there's a, a bullet point here, just one. The system software update 
improves system performance. Fascinating. My That's God. really, I'm sorry to keep just going back to that, but it's just. It's a just lot to parse. There, it's really just staggering. The grandeur of this update. Mm-hmm. They put in a lot of work over there at the PlayStation factory, putting all the updates in there. I'm glad that they've let us know what's going on behind the scenes. It's, a, it's also it's it's become such a weird part of our our lives as gamers to yeah. sort of be like, "Hey, the new 5.8 is here." Did you get it? Did you get it? Six point three. What did they PS4? add? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, uh, system stability is better now. And you're like, "Well, that's good, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, but that's is that a thing we should be excited for?" I mean, kind of like because well, like one out of every three of them is just like, "Oh, we've we we've added folders right. or like we've overhauled like the search or whatever it is." Yeah, uh, and then sometimes it's just like. It's faster. Yeah, I'm, like, well, I mean, like, I'm always too. glad if there's less of a risk of something I'm playing crashing. Yes, yeah. sure. but at the same time, like, it, th- like I feel like that's more like a 5.85. So, not yeah, six point. The, and they do a lot of granular updates, so you you wouldn't be surprised if that was just part of one of those. Right. Uh, what makes this more interesting is obviously a lot of fans were hoping, I think, for name changes. That is the big thing everyone still wants until the end of time. But what's interesting about this when this update happened, people were sort of upset about it. Uh, I'm getting the exact name of the person so let's uh yes uh well luke mears there we go uh luke mears a member of sony's online safety team uh was asked about this on twitter and he basically said you'll see when people are like hey what's going on with this update and then the update happened and people were like but nothing happened and then he just posted a gif of someone zipping their mouth shut and throwing away the key so go find that key, dude. I'm yeah, so, what's I behind yeah. the key? No, we 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 make we talk a lot of sass here, but I'm I'm really hope that there's a special surprise in store at the old Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there will yeah. be. Like that'd be so cool if they just came out and they were like, I don't even know what I would want really. Hey, Death Stranding is out tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That I mean, was system that update cool 6.0. Update. Yeah. How about we go back right? 3.0 yeah. and then they just make Bloodborne 2. I'll do, I'll do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> do that trade today. I don't Brent, care. I'll we never folders, see you again. Go back to the Abacus search. I just want Bloodborne. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have that thing at all? That, that weird glitch where if you're going into like your your folder of like streaming apps, where all the icons are huge for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. What the I, hell is that? Or also that I don't. The, no? I haven't seen that. I would like the, to see them go back to the old one where I don't have to go to a separate screen to open. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Do you ever see the thing where they advertise stuff to you that you have already? Like they're oh, just, yeah. all the time. Like they're like yeah. you go to the streaming, you go to like the video app section or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, you should, you should check out Netflix and HBO Go." And I'm like, "My dude, they are sitting right underneath this advertisement. <laughs> yep. You should look down and see them." <laughs> um, also, like my my biggest thing is like when you go into your library to download a game, there's a one in three chance that it just like hangs for like five minutes. Yeah, or it's just not there. Sometimes. Yeah, or it's just not there. Or you go into the store and it just pinwheels for a while. Yeah. So I hope. Hope those go. Away. Maybe the system performance has been updated. I'll give this update a six point oh oh out of oh. ten or a hundred, yeah. really, depending how you're scoring it. Oh no, that's very different scores. Very different scores, yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, one, uh, one of those would be like a restaurant that gets shut. I give it this a six hundred <laughs> out of a thousand. Even the sixty out of a hundred would be the restaurant that gets shut down. <laughs> yeah, this would be a restaurant that gets incinerated. May contain some rat. <laughs> It, 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 it's just a giant rat swarm. Six out of a hundred is just like a dude coughing into a pot, going, "You hungry?" It's Lenny just... eating a can of beans, saying, "Please don't tell anyone how I this live." This is an abandoned lot. There's not even a building here. Welcome to Uncle Funky's Floor Beans, <laughs> the number one restaurant in Soho. God. So anyway, I'm so excited the, for the update. Six point oh one. Six point oh is yeah. yeah uh, Six point oh one will be fascinating. Uh, We've been talking about this update for this long. We'll look at the text again, Barrett. If you could bring up the text back on, t- look how much there is. To- We've gotten through all the bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out for update six point nine. If you guys are knowing nice. what I am nice. talking nice. about, nice, nice. I- 
Nice. Okay, that was a lot of switching. I didn't like that. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, obviously, TGS will be going on. Maybe Sony can do something there. We still don't know what is going to go on with uh, if they're going to do PSX this year of any kind. So that may be a good time to be like, surprise, name changes. Uh, but we'll actually find out. Uh, we don't have to wait too long, though, because... If you want to play something fun, you don't have to worry about updates. Shadow of the Tomb Raider is out. Oh, yeah. It is indeed. Yeah, that, that game is out uh, a week fun. after Spider-Man. Yeah, I think we've all played <laughs> it here, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Did, uh, have, you, have, have you guys finished it? Yes. I've not finished okay. it yet. Yeah. So we won't, well, we would yes. well, it. Yeah, we'll avoid spoilers. It came out. Well, we were going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah, that was the plan. The yeah. Spider-Man cameo is. I can't believe yeah. she turns into a plan. huge bird sorry, and sorry, flies away. She becomes the tomb. No, I mean, this game... First of all, I know a lot of people are sort of skeptical about it because it's developed by Atos Montreal instead mm -hmm. of uh, Crystal Dynamics. Um, I think the worst thing about this game, hands down, is that it comes out between Spider-Man and Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. And that we've already played Rise of the Tomb Raider. This is very much uh, an iterative sequel to mm -hmm. a fantastic game, but I think that there's that sort of thing you get with uh, any time a second entry in a series is completely just blows you out of the water, incredible, that either the sequel to that, the sort of the threequel, has to completely reinvent the formula and do everything new and exciting and different, or it suffers from playing it kind of too safe. And I wouldn't say this plays it too safe, but it is definitely familiar if you yeah. played the last one. Yeah, this is this is a uh, I you know I said on Up at Noon the other day this feels like a TV show that's confidently in its third season and I don't know if it needs to be reinvented as it you know or if we'll get a fourth season or if this is the end of the show but like this is a like fun as hell gorgeous rock solid really really well made video game it's a good ass video yeah game. and it doesn't it doesn't reinvent the wheel or like really o overthrow the franchise I mean a couple of years ago this was a franchise that needed help. And yep. then it got rebooted, and it was stunning. And then they made a sequel to it, which opened up things even more. And this is sort of like a, a you know natural progression or iteration of that, uh, but it doesn't really change anything. But that's I think that's okay. Mm -hmm. like, I mean, I'm into it. It's, it's one of those things where like if you like the franchise or if you love like Uncharted, for example, yes. and you need something to fill that void. This will absolutely do it, and it's a damn fine time while mm -hmm. you're doing it. The like, tombs it does, are so fun. Yeah. They're so good. And the crypts, too. Yeah. Not just tombs. Yeah. Um, but it's like they're... It, it's tried and true formula. It's proved that, you know, it's not just Crystal Dynamics who is capable of, of really knocking it out of the park. Um, and it's also... It does some interesting things from a character standpoint, too. Like, there, I, I have some beef with some things in the story, but... There's a couple of different notions with Laura, like the idea of her having to be the one who always has to save the day, mm -hmm. and like her sort of coming to terms with maybe that's not so much the case. Right, um, right. I, I think that's super interesting. Yeah, there's a there's a like sort of a sentiment going around that she's like become too sort of miserable or engrossed in like the the the, the just the the dire weight of all of this tomb raiding. Yeah. But there are moments in this game where she's really happy or excited to be doing what she's doing. Yeah. There's, there's joy, there's childlike wonder. She, um, she pets a llama? Yeah. There's, or whatever. there's a lot of good stuff going on here. And I, th I think like we, you know, obviously you brought up Uncharted. We compared these franchises a lot. And one of the reasons I really appreciate um, the, tomb, the Tomb Raider series is that there's 
there's the, the way that world unfolds uh, and how it allows backtracking, how it allows sort of ownership of weaponry and customization, yeah. um, costumes, uh, sort of uh, like going into tombs and finding collectibles, like building up currency, going to shops and buying things. These are a lot of things that the Uncharted games just sort of like brush aside in 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 their quest to be this like kind of you know roller coaster ride. Yeah. Which again, not one is not better than the other in terms of uh, the way it excels there. But I do appreciate how Tomb Raider just goes like no this is a video game and you can go back after things collapse and after tombs crumble and you can explore jungles and you can hunt and you can poach and you can skin things yeah. and you can turn them into guns. It's metroid which, yeah. which is always totally. the best thing to see in a game where it's like if they give you active reasons to mm -hmm. keep going back to areas you've already been even after the main yeah. story is yeah. finished. Like, and that's hard to do in a game that isn't this big, huge, sprawling open world. Yeah. I mean, one thing that this game does suffer with, which is not a slight against the game itself, but really more just kind of the position it's in, where in the first game you're like, you're on an island and you don't have anything and you're like, you, you unlock the stick and you're like, yes, I have sharp stick. And then in the second one, you've got like climbing gear and you've got guns and you're upgrading your guns and you've got this entire skill tree filled out. And you're like, once you've done all that, it kind of puts Lara in a weird spot where you're like, how do you do that again? And they, yeah. I mean, they start the game off with like another, you know, another spot in the woods where you're like, I need to get my stuff together. But at the same time, you've already gotten some of her gear. So there's less of like a thrill. There's less pageantry when you yeah. unlock new stuff that you've already seen before. Well, there's that Samus Aran thing where like you, they they take your stuff away and then they find a way to give it back to you right. better, you know. And you have to you have to reclaim it. Like almost every Metroid game mm -hmm. or a bunch of the prominent ones start with you being super powered. Like you look at Prime and then all of a sudden they they knock you down a peg, you lose everything, and then you have to slowly rebuild it all. And this game has like elements of that. But there are even in my playthrough, there was a bunch of stuff where I'm like, I remember how I got into a door like that in the last game, but. I finished the game without the ability to do that here, mm -hmm. but I know if I go poke around to the mm -hmm. earlier sections and fast travel from campfire to campfire, I can like tear down walls and open doors and and hunt and like there's a, a trap on the floor, but I think if I jump from somewhere high, I can trigger a way to like pound through it and yeah. unlock stuff inside it. You do that thing like in the very very beginning of your playthrough is like the second area. Yeah, you're like oh I know what that is and I can't open that yeah. yet. But God and, damn it, I'm gonna. This, oh, that bugged me the whole time. Right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, I know I I don't want to go back to that jungle. Yeah. And the setting right the setting lends itself to that really well oh, in yeah. terms of being a jungle place because it's kind of like it's it's dense and it's it provokes you to kind of poke around the corners and go like what's behind that brush and like can I walk over there and can I not and then in other ways it sort of force fields that a little bit because things collapse behind you around you all the time you're constantly setting motion these narrative events that like destroy a, a giant pathway between two regions and then you're like well how do i get back through that and the answer is you fast travel mm -hmm. which right. doesn't make sense i guess it means somebody picked you up in a helicopter and airdropped you back in there yeah but you gotta you know even though the one helicopter crashed yeah, yeah. i feel like <laughs> the, the sort of the, the the layout of the of the, the last game of, of rise of the tomb raider was was very much like a huge kind of wide valley that had some mountains and caves and stuff on the edge of it and like this is completely just my memory i could be off here and this one feels more like it's kind of a more narrow winding valley that's like a bunch of smaller areas stitched together yeah like there it's more of like it's not it's definitely not linear but it's more linear like mm -hmm. it's more of a bunch yeah. of smaller areas kind of like mm -hmm. stacked on top of each it other it reminds me a lot more of the first tomb raider right. tomb raider 2013 mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah to the point that backtracking is sort of kind of tricky like it's not yeah. it's the same same issue i had with with god of war cuz once you've if you've burned through the story if you've gone along the kind of main path it is like a little bit of like you're like well there's there's sites you were meant to see in a certain order. Like mm -hmm. there's stuff that's kind of it, you know it doesn't necessarily guide your eye, but if you're if you're taking your time and looking around on your way through it, 
uh, it's a lot easier to find things you're supposed to go poke around in. Right. You you know burn through it really fast, and then you're like, I think I might have seen something back there, and then you fast travel through campfires to go exploring. Now, but, obviously, something that this game is doing that's definitely evocative of the previous previous ones in the trilogy is that it's uh, releasing at a completely inopportune time. <laughs> yeah, and I. I don't know. I I just I, I just want to implore people who love great video games who are probably just rounding down on Spider Man and maybe they want something else. Maybe you got you know maybe there's a, a place you can rent it or borrow it or something. Uh, play this game. Get to this game. Even if you just put it on your you know on on, on the back burner and you come back to it. Um, find time for it because I think it's I think it's really special. I think it does a lot of really amazing stuff. It looks just gorgeous on 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 PlayStation on, on the Pro. It's like really, it's a really beautiful. I game. mean, they they've spent a lot of time. I think just like really upping the ante with graphics. Like yeah. I played this one on, on a pro and uh, it's got photo mode, which you can go into. There's a really weird thing where you can make Lara smiling in the midst of horrible scenarios. Yeah. Just so like covered in skulls. She's yeah. like, hey, yeah. everybody, spring break, <laughs> fighting these eels. One more thing I wanted to oh, touch on, which uh, we, we talked about uh, with Rich Briggs on Up at Noon, who uh, is sort of, he's, what's his? He's the brand director. Yeah, he's sort of the brand director of, of the franchise. And we talked about how one of the things they nail really well in this game is uh, phobias and like the kind of yeah. horror of, yeah. of um, fear of drowning and fear of enclosed spaces. And oh, man. Yeah, and it's the kind of things that I didn't really know I had like sort of deep fears about being in this like collapsing tunnel underwater and rocks are coming down. Lara is pulling herself through sections of this and just like the, 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 the corners are fading in on her and she's losing breath and there's a... a, a Piranha, <laughs> and you're like, right. "Get me out of here!" And then I, you no crawl, and you're like, "Ugh!" Oh. she comes up for air in this game, man. It's yeah. such a. I could not get through those underwater scenes fast enough. Yeah. Like, death by drowning is one of my greatest fears. Mm-hmm. I like almost drowned as a kid, and so I'd be in there. I'm like, "No, get me out of here!" And then an eel would stop you, and it's like, "No, no, die, die! I can't yep. do this. I no, can't like do this." Dying in a just cave like, oh, underwater, God. and then there's an eel there. Is like that's like a just a big old peanut butter hot fudge sundae of like nightmare <laughs> shit that and I don't want to deal with. And then you get out, and then like there's a voice in your head being like. You left a lot of treasure down there. <laughs> Better go back and get it. You're like, oh, like there was God. a vein of gold. You got to go back yeah. for it if you want to buy that upgrade. There's that yep. scene in Temple of Doom where they reach in, where the woman reaches in to free them from that, like, you know, that spike pit area. Yeah. She has to put her hand into that, like, that yeah. bug hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't put your hand in there. Don't put your hand in the bug hole. But there's a lot of, like, moments like that in this game, not with the bug hole. I wish they had done something like that. But they make you really feel just kind yeah, of. Yeah, like, it, it gets really into the sort of visceral. It is. It's that notion of like reconciling the horror of yeah. this franchise since the reboot, where it's like, I mean, there's literally a part in it, not to get too into spoiler territory, where you're literally just crawling through co- corpses, both yeah. fresh and yep. old as hell. Yeah. Which is one they, I think they did that in the, was it the first or second game in the trilogy? Blood caves. You're just yeah. digging. Oh, first, yeah, you just rummaging through that blood tunnel. Blood. So and bad. So the thing is, in that one, like, that was ju- literally just like red goo. Yeah. And some skeleton parts that were. This one is like a bunch of fresh parts of people. <laughs> and like, sure, yeah. like a bunch of times it's just the same dead body stuff. Laura's like dry heaving. She's like, oh, it smells awful. But it is. It's like, because like as it gets, as the camera gets tighter and tighter around you on that, like you're, you're, it's like someone, it's like a dog's face being forced into its own pee. Yeah. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. In a good way. I think all of that adds that, that sort of that layer of that survival element. You're always hearing like, she's a survivor and this is about survival. And you're like, well, what does that really mean? And then you get into like the kind of moment to moment nitty gritty of stuff like that in this game. And you're like, oh, that's what it means. It means like putting yourself through these disgusting, 
gross visceral mm-hmm. situations yeah. and then trying and not to dry okay. heat. They yeah. also do something really, really <laughs> nice in this because uh, obviously it's it's a game that you know it, it it has a bunch of different bells and whistles to attract different people. It's got shooting, it's got climbing, it's got stealth, it's got puzzles. Uh, you can. Uh, customize the difficulty of the puzzles and the difficulty of the combat separately. I right love Which that. is yeah. such a wonderfully respectful and like just a like I find the puzzles like actually challenging in a way that's not tedious. Mm-hmm. The combat, I'm like this. I don't play this to shoot dudes. Like yeah. I, I'll mm-hmm. just I'll put the combat down to easy and I'll put the puzzles up to hard or normal or whatever. And it's like even even the even the climbing. It's like you can adjust the yeah. platform. Which I think honestly like yeah. is probably the most impressive part of that to me. Just mm-hmm. from a design perspective, to because mm-hmm. usually like, you know, Uncharted, for example, you can climb the white marked rocks. Right. So white that's, or yellow, you that's can climb it. Just yeah. the texture though. Like there's nothing dynamic about that. But now in Tomb Raider, like there's so much stuff that you can climb on, not necessarily that you have to. But that means that they had to render those three, four times with overlays. Yeah, and yep. like that's just that's amazing to me. That there's also that there's you can do that overhead climb now. Yeah, and you can sort of grab your rope and drop down ten feet and swing. Like there's a lot more maneuverability there. There's also the fact that like you, the, a lot of the level design is sort of labyrinthian, and you are in an area and you're like, I don't know if I'm on the main path or if I'm heading to a side tomb. And then you 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 realize you're going to a side tomb, and you're like, yeah, but it's so cool down here. I just want to like finish this off. And you know there'll mind. be a clever way that they'll bring you back. Yeah, because like, that's yeah. like it's a weird like I think it might just because I do the guides here, and so like mm-hmm. my brain just works brokenly, <laughs> but. It, to me, like I always, when I'm going into like a challenge tomb, I'm like, now where's the exit path? Just because I'm curious, because I think it's so neat how it's like, oh, right. I'm gonna finish this tomb. It's gonna collapse around me. How am I gonna get out? And she'll tell you that too. Like you'll yeah. you'll make a left, and she's like, I believe that's the way out of here. <laughs> and then you'll go back and you'll finish the tomb. One of the things I think that like kind of holds this game back is I wasn't wild about the skill tree. I feel like yeah. a lot of it was kind of granular or didn't really unlock well, anything that I found a ton of use that's, for. That's what happens with skill trees is once you've unlocked them like twice, you're mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't, I know, when do I get mm-hmm. the ones that I like? I think that's yeah. the real issue on mine for this one. It's I mean, just it's, like a lot of it's just a means to mm-hmm. an end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with with uh, with Batman, with Far Cry. Like it's this thing where you've, if you've, the first time around it's a, it's a huge thrill. You don't know what's ba- what's back there. And then the second time around, you're like, maybe there's some new stuff that sticks out. But the third time around, you're like, where's that thing I used to do all the time? I don't have that. What do you mean I have to do a side quest to unlock that? Right. Yeah, and that used a, to be just two points. Well, you know? that's that's a good point there, too, because there are, there are segments on the skill tree that are very specifically blacked out that you can't unlock unless you do side stuff. Right. And if your jam is to just kind of cruise through the main campaign, you're going to miss some of the cooler things up there, which are, again, kind of tied to the more... Metroidvania, yeah. open up doors in a with a with a rope kind of thing, um, <laughs> and so I was a little bummed out because I I enjoyed the combat in this game, but for the most part I was pretty run and gun with stuff. Like I didn't really feel a huge nudge to stealth kill that often because like you get some pretty cool weapons pretty you know pretty far into the game and you just kind of run out there. But a lot of the skill tree stuff is tethered to combat, and if you're like if if it's like a, you know stringing together five stealth kills, if that's not the way you play, then there's like a whole section on that skill tree that you can kind of just skip Ignore. over mm-hmm. and so it's 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 really difficult and i don't know how many games can really nail that balance of yeah. like rewarding you and nudging you to play in different ways but i i wish this game had felt a little bit better in that department yeah, yeah. i mean it is also there's a new game plus yeah. and there's also a, like seven months of dlc or something oh, planned. yeah, yeah they have DLC a lot uh, insane if yeah. anybody like if anybody didn't play rise of the tomb raider i would say jump on this for sure yeah like, yeah because it's kind of the it's the the I don't know if it's the, the the best one in the series entirely, but because I've played all of them, but mm-hmm. it's I like I like the setting the most, and Me I think too. It's, mm-hmm. it's easily the most gorgeous, mm-hmm. and it's 
yeah, it's a really solid game. So. And if you did play those games, uh, this game rewards you pretty much right off the bat by giving you a bunch of cool costumes you can unlock. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the low poly Lara mm -hmm. models. Yeah, that's yeah. a really fun one. Too. Still, yeah. no, still no big head mode. Bums me out that yeah. you can't always use those, though. No, yeah. Just lock into that, where it's like there's, there's a couple of sections where you have to wear specific types of clothing. It's like narratively, it makes sense, but it's also just like, come on, it's a video game. Also, yeah. because especially one time I unlocked this really cool shoulder wing. It was basically just like a feathered shoulder. Oh, I found pad. that one. That's oh, great. I wore yeah. that for a long time. That in every cutscene makes everything look 10 times cooler. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it was weird when it would lock you out. That, that was my whole thing was this game. There's a bit of a give and take. Like every great thing it did, it also did a thing I didn't really mm. love as much. Yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, there's so much fascinating stuff to explore and the puzzles are so great and there's no, so much to that world. You're, you're totally right because it's like a, it, it nudges you a lot to sort of uh, play with different costumes and in, in, in this case craft costume parts as well but a lot of them have specific traits and perks yeah. uh, that make you never want to take them off and like that bird thing I wore for like a fourth of the, you know maybe maybe a third of the game and I was just like I want to wear other costumes but this one has like some cool stuff going yeah. for it so yeah. um, and I appreciate like if you look at you know we talked about Spider-Man earlier in the show, you could unlock cosmetic costumes in that game and then apply the traits from other costumes to them and sort of, you know, mix and match. And so uh, I, mm -hmm. I I wish they go in that direction. I, one one costume that was noticeably absent, and I, if anyone from, from Eidos Montreal is listening, please, really, this needs to be in the game. Uh, a Legends of the Hidden Temple Blue Barracuda costume. Yep. doesn't have Ooh. to be officially licensed Nickelodeon game show gear, but I think that like a little skateboard helmet and like a, a goofy t-shirt and some knee pads would I mean, go purple Paris, I, but good. I think... <laughs> I think we'll see the franchise, if it continues sort of in this mold, I think we'll see it evolve into some of the wackier stuff from the Tomb Raiders, yeah. from mm -hmm. Tomb Raider's past that we'll see injected yeah. into I mean, that's kind of the franchise. thing with, like, I'm the most excited about, like, I'm excited to finish this game because I'm curious to see where the story takes us. But, like, I'm also really excited to see what the franchise looks like after this. Because, yeah. like, yeah. Mm -hmm. it feels like, you know, we were talking about how, like, this is, it's sort of finalizing that transition of her being that survivor who like has made it through that really horrible part of her life and is now and then like Tomb Raider 4 or whatever they call it now we can get into like oh I'm gonna do a wheel pistols and kill Velociraptors yeah that's what I was gonna say like I mean you they've dabbled in the supernatural in this yeah. trilogy uh, and sometimes just flat out thrown you into it um, but I would love to see this go I don't know, maybe still stay visceral and bloody, but throw in a T-Rex. I, right. I think like they get, can lean into yeah. some of the craziness. Give me, like, 50-year-old yeah. Lara Croft in the year, like, 2074 or whatever, and she's fighting Tyrannosauruses in the Savage Land. Sure. Like, and weird sci-fi Logan. <laughs> yes. Uh, if we want to talk about other mashups and crazy time jumps and all those wild things, uh, not the software system update, Barrett. No, no not that. Uh, we're going to move on to a very quick segment uh, that I would no, not the update, Barrett. It's not the update again. Don't do that to me. Uh, I am going to quickly talk about the new Kingdom Hearts 3 Big Hero 6 trailer and, and the art. I'm going to put myself on the clock. I will give uh, Max, would you mind? I will give myself a minute all right. to discuss this because I know everyone else on the panel Probably is okay with only staying to a minute. Uh, Barrett, if you could go to unnumbered camera, please. I just think it's just a the, fun challenge for you. Just to see if I can fit this all in? Yeah, we're going to see how it goes. Um, I agree. on before you start. Three, two. Listen, guys. That trailer <laughs> was amazing. So much happened in that trailer. I did not expect them to reveal so many other characters coming back that we didn't think about. Like the fact that we saw what is probably Repliku, uh, if you want to say Replica Riku. That was pretty crazy. Also, just this Big Hero 6 world, it's playing on the uh, video version. It looks gorgeous. It looks just like the actual movie. I can't wait to actually explore San, San Francisco, go through the rooftops, basically explore a cool San Francisco in the future. That looks so rad. But the big stuff that's going on is 
the returning characters, we see them on the box art, we see them in the full trailer at the end when they shift into the story stuff. And it feels like this is, truly is the culmination of all of the games coming together at once that we really want and that they've said that's what it is. I don't know how that's going to be for people just jumping into this game, but as a longtime fan of the series, it's so amazing to see all these characters together at once, kind of reckoning with each other and all of the shit that they have gone through together in dealing with Mickey Mouse and a bunch of Disney characters, but also about true friendship and stuff. And it's pretty... And that's about all the time we have. Kingdom Hearts here on Podcast Beyond. I'll take that. Say? Great job, yeah, Pete. Yeah, that was only 60 seconds? All right. right. I know, yeah. right? It was yeah. a long minute. Wow. Time yeah, flies when you're Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts 3 uh, comes that out on PlayStation 4, January 29th, 2019. If you're looking for something else to play, Max, quickly, I just wanted to hear from you about Divinity Original Sin 2. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. So, uh, I, this is a, have you played this at all? Have I have not. So, here, okay. please go this ahead. Is, uh, like, I, I got thrown at a, I think it was like a sponsored live stream with Damon Hatfield. It is a, it is a, a big old RPG. It very, it is real-time exploration and then turn-based uh, combat. And it's very, very like hard, grindy D and D ish stuff. But what I love about it is that it's, it's the kind of game where you can just operative words being you can do blank. Um, it does all sorts of weird stuff you wouldn't think about. Like if somebody is standing in blood, the game is like, yes, blood is a liquid, therefore blood can be electrified. So you can like, I mean, that's just logic. That's science. Yeah. And what part of that wouldn't be natural? To you? It's just mm-hmm. it's the kind of game that just you really it. I, I'm so used to games where it, like it has a story it wants to tell me, and this game definitely has a story, but it also has a lot of it's a it's a proper ass role playing game where like I, I keep I feel I kept feeling like I was I was breaking rules messing around with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I sunk like I don't probably ten hours into it this this weekend. Like I just was I was kind of in a funk, and I was like I don't want to be on Earth. I want to be in a magical realm, and I just got completely completely like sucked into it. And I don't I don't know anyone who's really into it. Uh, you can do local split screen split screen co op, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, I've played a couple hours of it in co-op split screen and it's really fun. We're, we're at this point right now where it's like, I don't know if I love it just because it's so overwhelming at first of how many things you can do and I'm like, I don't know where to go if what I'm doing is correct or how I'm making my characters right but like, I know I can take it at a steady enough pace where I can just try things out see if maybe this is the type of character I want, maybe yeah. these are the storylines I want to see. There's a lot. It is D&D the game. Is yeah. this like one of those Desert Island games where like if you're into it, you will spend a long time here? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I think you cool. can spend a lot of time uh, here. No. Yeah. No, I, I don't know, like, to get a sense of sort of how deep it is, like, the obviously, trophy system is never great for that. Uh, I think I was several hours in, and I looked at, like, just my home screen, and it was, like, 1% of the trophies. And I was like, oh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's going to be all, yeah. <laughs> what are you? I'm like, I'm not going to platinum this, but it's, de- it's definitely, like, a game, you know, like, like The Witcher, except if you could play as, you know, eight existing bespoke characters plus any custom character you wanted. Yeah. Um, it's just... I don't know. It's not the kind of game I was expecting to grab me, but it, it completely sucked me in. And yeah, I was going to say that doesn't. I, I know you well. It doesn't seem like a very Max Scoville game. But so what? What, what sold me is I think you can romance skeletons. Like I believe. Okay, oh, there, we <laughs> oh, there we are. See, that's now we're in the real house. Here, that. There's that yeah. Max yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. However, I tried to I think skeleton. I, Scoville. I There's tried to name my character Boner Jams, but it wouldn't let me because it was like it's it does have an online component. You can do like online co-op, and it was like, uh, uh-uh, we're not letting you be jams. What about oh, really? B Zero Boner and Daddy? Three I don't know. That seems you could too, find. No, that I'm just seems, saying that you seems could, like two hacksaurus for this. You could try harder. You'll just setting. have to restart yeah, the game and find out. But yeah. It, <laughs> I've had a lot of fun with it so far. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get my wife to play. Uh, I, I, she's been like wanting to play D&D. We're just going to play pen and paper D&D, I think. But yeah, it, it does, it, as far as like the that idea of like a, a role-playing game really capturing the a, a 
digital version of what it's like to be playing like you know a tabletop yeah. game and being like yeah i want to attack the door do i kick its ass and you're like no you didn't kick the door's ass this game is like <laughs> you 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 got some points in you want to keep wailing on it and you're like hell yeah i'll oh, yeah. kick this door's ass uh this the skeletons can pick locks with their fingers like there's just stupid that, stuff like that. that's so good. That makes sense. So, wait, can, here's a question though: Can I be a skeleton? Yes, yes. Okay. You can be yes, a skeleton, can. but I'm, everyone I'm hates in. you because you're a because walking a abomination. So you have to get like Perfect. you have to get like that's shape, every character like, I've ever played shapeshifter costumes that let you like turn into other races. So a skeleton, um, no good. Skeleton in a hat. Beautiful, basically, <laughs> yeah, basically. super into it. And there's like another skeleton you could be you could be friends with. I got, I'm hanging out with this this like Velociraptor aristocrat guy, and I'm hanging out with this. Like, oh, I this think I'm playing one of those vampire yeah. witch, and I'm a I'm just a dwarf. What platforms is this available on? It's now available <laughs> on PS4 and Xbox One, yeah, the definitive edition. It's been yeah. on, delightful. It's, it's totally I mean, it's been games. out forever. It's, it's been on P PC for forever, and I've been hearing about it from people who are like, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I did this thing, like I tried to romance the skeleton, but I hurt myself, and I'm like, oh, how do I play this game? And I, <laughs> I finally jumped in. There. Like one of the first things. You do is you just find a bucket on the ground and you're like this could be a helmet and you're like yes it gives you like Perfect. minor protection yeah it's oh, one of those rules. games yeah. Yeah. I, I, so I love it's it like old timey fallout mm -hmm. I, love that. Mm -hmm. I, I love the potential of a lot and it's definitely something where i'm still getting my bearings with it but i'm excited to see where it goes and like we were saying it seems like a very deep game so buddy up yeah Stay definitely oh actually works squad up <laughs> we'll yeah. find out um another game coming out soon that looks pretty lengthy and in-depth as well assassin's creed odyssey october oh, 5th mm -hmm. <laughs> sorry jr for no, the okay. guide that's about to come for you when you do when you do get your hands on it come to ign for our wikis off and then didn't dump like a massive season pass on top of you at the same time that was vaguely yeah so that's what i want so to talk about the season pass has been announced and everything in it is coming out it has uh, basically these three main sections to it uh the first is legacy of the first blade which will introduce players to the first hero to wield the iconic hidden blade uh that will be released in december 2018 the next bit of it and these are both sort of episodic releases so there are multiple parts to each of these big releases the second part is the fate of atlantis which will have players confront <laughs> godly creatures and uncover uh, the secrets of the legendary awesome. sunken yeah. city. Uh, i'm sorry elephant in the room here uh indiana jones the fate of atlantis is a classic point and click adventure game it's, yeah. it's uh Kind of ballsy for Ubisoft to just kind of be like, oh yeah, we're yeah. Fate of Atlantis. You could have any other word instead of fate, fate of Atlantis. The destiny of Atlantis. Yeah. So the, I want to play that now to see if there's like Oracalcum and uh, like. While we're here, little, maybe I, you've I heard of a little game released last year called Super Mario Odyssey. So uh, maybe get your. <laughs> I would be amazed if there wasn't an Indiana Jones, at least a couple of there Easter eggs hidden throughout couple. there. Um, I don't think that'll work. <laughs> It's an old ship rib. I was so mad. I found Indy. Uh, my folks are moving back home to a new place, and uh, my mom is cleaning out all my old shit. And she found a copy of Indiana Jones and the Infernal Machine. Oh man, <laughs> that game is so bad. Good. Yeah, it's wonderful and horrible, but really delightful. If you ever you wanted to play, it, like, play Tomb Raider 2 as a dude <laughs> swimming, <laughs> swimming through Vaseline? Yeah. Oh, That's God, really I don't need it. that image. Uh, the third and final piece of the DLC season pass, which you will also be able to purchase individually, is Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered, uh, the third entry in the series. Oh, Not man. really, but sort so of. So I'm actually uh, really excited for that. Because okay, tell I, me what, Well, so I never played Assassin's okay. Creed 3. Um, well, that explains I, it. <laughs> well, that's kind of the thing where it's like everyone I was going to, I was working on other projects when, I, when it came out. Um, I just didn't have the time for it then. And by the time that I did have the time for it, everyone was just crapping all over it. And they were like, don't play it, don't play it, don't play it. So I was like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess I won't play it. Um, and so like, I'm glad to see, like, first off, I'm super excited for Odyssey in general. Like, I've already played throughout the course of doing a bunch of previews for IGN on it. Like, I've probably already played about 10 to 12 hours of it. And, like, 
usually when you play that much of a game in previews, like you're burnt out, you don't want to play it when it first launches. Like I legitimately can't wait to get my hands on it. Right. Um, but then three, like because it's you know I know it's just a remastering. But I'm I, I like there's a bit in the press release about it saying essentially like quality of life improvements or improved like that. game mechanics or yeah. things like that. And yeah. so like a lot of the problems, you know, some people will complain about Connor as a character, which like sure you can't go back and re-record all that BO or whatever. But like when it comes to the biggest complaints that I've heard about three, it was always the mechanics were janky, things were busted, they didn't work well. Yeah. And so if those have been addressed, then I'm super into it, especially because apparently you can go to my hometown in this, which is like super neat. What's your hometown? Yeah. Martha's Vineyard. They made Jaws there. Nice. I know what Martha's it is yeah that's um yeah no i i uh i reviewed this game back when i was at rev3 games and i did the whole like kind of preview lead up coverage stuff and it was always like ah, i think this is gonna come come together well and it's like there's a lot of really cool stuff in the game but Absolutely. it's definitely got like it's it's got some major issues and i'm I, it's cool if they're going in and tweaking them yeah i think the most sort of um defining thing about this uh or sort of my issues with that game is that about seven hours in you get this thing it says like it's like part part nine the story begins, and you're like, "What? What is beginning? Mm. We're like this far in, you know, yeah. like that." Um, no, and it, it definitely like my my issue with Assassin's Creed. It's gotten so much better about that as a series. Yeah. Is that uh, it seems to just completely fundamentally misunderstand the idea of an open world, where there's so many of the missions are like, uh, "Please stay with the tour guide. Uh, don't go off the beaten path. Uh, don't don't desert your class group. Stay stay with us. We have mm -hmm. plans for you." And yeah, you know, like autofill stealth missions and stuff like that. Yeah. So I mean, that's one that's one of the reasons that I'm super excited about Odyssey is like they did this. I think when I don't remember if it was a core feature to begin with or if it was an update that came later for Origins, but there's this things called exploration mode, and it's like instead of in you know Unity or Syndicate or whatever the one before that was, I forget. Um, it would just be like, okay, you talk to a guy and you get a quest, and now there is just a marker on your map and a path right to it. Now it's like, I'm going to take a quest, and then you get clues as to mm. where it sort of is in the general vicinity of. It's like that thing in The Witcher where if you turn off your mini-map, and they'll be like, hey, so yeah, um, you want to go kill this monster? I saw it in this cave behind the mountain next to the bridge over this particular river. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's like, oh, Okay, cool. I guess I have to go find that now yeah. instead no, of just being like, no, that's, that's cool. where I'm going. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I, that's the thing is, is like uh, obviously games like Assassin's Creed are they're massive and they're huge and it takes for it's their big ships are hard to steer. So to crap on Assassin's Creed three in 2018 is, is you know, <laughs> kind of a low blow. Uh, it's got again, it's got it's got cool stuff in there. But I'm super stoked at seeing little tweaks to stuff that made Odyssey work really well, like in Origins having that Breath of the Wild esque yeah you yeah. Know, yeah way of just going out of the world and seeing it. Yeah, I'm I'm. I cannot wait to sail around Greece in a big funky boat. Uh, well, you should. Uh, I guess we have your answer then mm -hmm. for the next question. We're going to jump right into questions. Uh -oh. uh, from These come from the Facebook Beyond group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. You can join that lovely group of people and also ask your questions each week. Uh, Jacob Vauder asks, what October oh. release besides Red Dead are you most excited for? I assume it's Odyssey for it's, you. Pray uh, scoot. Yeah. Was, hey, you stole my answer. I want it's to play Creole. Number one game of the fall. <laughs> it's actually Mobile Casino 7. Ooh, we got to run. Um, no, it's it's 100% Odyssey for me. When that game drops, I'm just going to be wearing an old-timey Spartan helmet and kicking people off of rocks. Perfect. Um, also, that is, uh, from what I've discovered in the previews, the best way to play that game. Hmm. Um, just the most efficient for leveling up. Just kicking tip right there. a lot of cliffs. Yep. Uh, yep. People are suckers. Fist of the North Star. I really want to jump in that. It's basically mm. cel-shaded Yakuza 0 with the nonsense Mad Max post-apocalyptic anime stuff going on. Uh, you just said a bunch of words I like. Yeah, it's good stuff. If you, if you're uh, Brian, you were saying you're totally scared off by the merging Yakuza timelines and there being a new game every two months, so you never know where to jump on. Yep. I feel like Fist of the North Star is a pretty good ludicrous way of you know getting in on that. So, 
Yeah. And for me, uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas, I'm sort of waiting patiently for, cautiously optimistic. It just seems so different from a lot of the other Ubisoft yeah. games right now that I'm curious what they're doing with it. Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, and Plus I'd love... Star Fox. Star Fox on the Switch definitely won't hurt. Uh, one final question, since we're running short on time. Jacob Meyer, another Jacob, asks uh, with Greg Miller, kind of funny finding his way into Spider-Man, as uh, you may have seen him in a cameo in that game. No. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave it as a spoiler if you haven't seen the... Mm-hmm. 1,000 photos of it on Twitter. Uh, what game series would you like your likeness to appear in? Of course, multiple people commented and said Kingdom Hearts for me. Yeah. Which, given, but yeah, what about you guys? I'm already the default character in PUBG. And most <laughs> most uh, RPGs to come out and feature sci-fi men in 2012 to 2014. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anytime there was a, a bald uh, space marine with You're a pirate pirate shadow. Yep. There we go. There it is. Uh, I'd love to show up in Yakuza as like you basically a, do. Yeah, I mean, but I mean like as like <laughs> some crappy NPC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or if they make an Ace Ventura pet. I want to buy player. Gundam models. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. Um, I kind of just want to be like a random soldier in a Metal Gear game. Like I think that'd be great. Like Metal Gear Solid Five. Like one of the dudes Ooh. just like out in the world having a conversation. Then I get a balloon attached to my ass and shot up into the sky. <laughs> like when you go back to base, I'm like flipping pancakes in yep. the kitchen or something. I think that'd be great. Or like a zombie in Resident Evil. Just like something simple, but just like there it is. Well, like a balloon attaching to your ass and lifting you off into the sky and disappearing. So too has this episode of Beyond disappeared. This has been Beyond episode Good job. 559. My name is Jonathan Dornbush. I've been your host this week. You can find me on Twitter at JM Dornbush. Brian, where can people find you? Uh, at Agent Bizzle. Max. Max Scoville. And JR. I'm at US of JR. And of course, you can uh, join those lovely people in the Facebook group, Beyond, at facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. Remember, Beyond is live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific on beyond.ign.com. And thank you so much for watching. Beyond. 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 Gotta run. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.